This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show on Wednesday, January 12, 2022. Hey, Jake. Hello. Average to see you this morning. Thanks. Everybody. A lot to get to today. I'm getting a COVID test. I'm doing it. I know. I've got this cough, and they say one of the Omicron deals is a persistent worsening cough. Uh Uh-huh. Would you say it is worsening, though? I mean, you're around me every day. You see my sex. I mean. I see your sex. Yeah, it's deep. I mean, I don't feel like it's worsening, but I'm also not. I don't work next to you all day. Like, I, mean, I don't it, cough most of the like day. Like having congestion or like a frog in your throat when you wake up doesn't mean you have COVID. But you know, I mean, I don't know. So I, I said, we'll just like we discussed yesterday, who the hell knows? Well, your significantly better half is infected, so you know. Infection. You know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh, so. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, Again, I would encourage you to check out our affiliate links below. Um, Everything from our our, the at home COVID test that we use, uh, our Rockstar, our bars, like you name it, our emergency. By the way, I keep taking the emergency. Yeah. We'll see if it helps. It's a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. All those links are below. Make sure you check them out. And now thus, we must start with the NBA. Speaking of infection. Um, because why are you saying that that was not appropriate? It was not appropriate. Speaking of inappropriate, how about the behavior of your Utah jazz, uh, coming off what is arguably the worst road trip of the Quinn Snyder era and an embarrassing loss in Detroit the other night, the Cleveland Cavaliers of Cleveland, uh, invade the, uh, Vimint arena tonight. And what a lot of people want to classify as a must win game. No, nah, I'm not a lot of people. I don't think this is a must-win game, but it sure would be nice to get a win tonight uh, against the Cavs. And when you look at where the the Jazz are, Jake, do you feel like they've fallen out of, I don't know, is it respect? Do you believe that they're still one of the top teams in the NBA? Well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're you know, by stat and by rank and by win-loss column they are. I mean, they're, you know, 28 and 13, like they're in a fine place, but – the truth is, is they've done nothing to make the league respect them. They've done nothing to to make it so that other teams have to be like, yeah, wow, this is a team that we have to fear. I mean, there's no question about how to beat the Jazz anymore, and and that's the issue. And and so, you know, if you look, if you're looking just at the Western Conference win loss column, you've got the Suns at 31 and nine, the Warriors at 30 and 10. Then you've got the Jazz at 28 and 13, and the Grizzlies at 29 and 14. And then you've got this huge fall off to the Mavericks at 22 wins. So, yeah, I mean, the Jazz by win loss record are still one of the best teams in the league. But the when we're talking about the grouping of those four teams in the West, the other three teams have no reason to fear the Jazz, you know? I mean, again, and, and people were not amused, you said this earlier in the week, but I think it's so true. You know, that series that the Jazz had against the Grizzlies last year probably goes a different way this year. You wait, know? wait, wait, wait. Stop right there. Yeah. Put some respect 
on that Ja Morant name. Yeah, dude. Buddy is... Um, Come on. Yeah, dude. Come on. He's, tell me how great I am. Yeah, you're great. Tell me how I, smart I am. You're great. Tell, real. tell me how good looking I am. Yeah, you're just the sex goddess of good everything. Looking, good, good looking I am. Anyway, how about the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah. They did your boy Steph dirty last night. Yeah, they did. I'm telling you, that team is for real. Desmond and I, Bain. I feel like I, I have I have been the lonely man on the train all season long on the Memphis Grizzlies on this show. Uh-huh. And I think last night they continue to back that up. Like, and this to the the point about the Jazz is, yeah, I don't believe they're a top five team in the Western Conference right now. Well, again, so if I mean, so looking at the other teams in the league that you know could potentially be a, a top five team, you know, um, you know, you've got. <clears throat> Again, the Nuggets are 20 and 19. The Nuggets are eight wins behind the Jazz. You've got the Lakers at 21 and 20, right? Seven, you know, seven wins behind the Jazz. You know, you got the Clippers at a 500 team right now, you know, 21 and 21. Like, you, these teams, you know, are just not performing. They're not, they're not doing what the jazz have done, but it's like this weird dynamic with the jazz. Hey, you know, you're a 28 win team right now, which is good for third in the West. Hey, that's something to be proud of. But uh, you know, again, you're just not, nobody fears you. That's the thing. That's the hard part. You know, you are a good team. Yes. You are one of the best teams in the Western conference, you know, but nobody fears you in the postseason. John Morant's not scared. You know, Steph is not worried. You know, Devin Booker is not worried. You know, and that's got to yeah. change. And I don't know, again, I, I feel like, you know, I know this is probably a tired conversation, but but this is why bringing in something fresh to this roster is so important because if you can do that and get some fresh energy on the team, maybe that changes your fortunes. Yeah, I, I mean, if if I had to pick right now, you know, top teams in the in the West. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly Golden State. I think certainly Phoenix, even though Devin Booker's busy fighting with mascots in Toronto last night. Like, <laughs> look, Book, Book's my dude, but that was weak shit. Like, yeah. I can't – I do not know what he was looking at right there. It's a mascot, bro. Who cares? Like, if that – like Yeah, if that's going to distract you from making a free throw, you're weak. And that was a weak moment for my guy. Yeah. Admittedly. Yeah. But I think Golden State and the Suns are by far – the two best teams in the NBA and in the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of parity after that. I actually would put Memphis third right now. If we're if we're really looking at the hierarchy and the, the best of the best in the Western Conference, yeah. as we stand today on January 12th, I can't put the Clippers there. In May, are we going to put the Clippers there? Yeah, we probably are. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last 10 games for these teams, right? I mean, obviously the Grizzlies are hot. They've won their last 10. They're 10-0 in their last 10. Great. But you've got, and this is what I think is really interesting, the consistency of the other three teams at the top of the West. The Suns are 6-4 and four in their last 10. The Warriors are 6-4 and four in their last 10. The Jazz are 6-4 and four in their last 10. But the difference is, is the Jazz have lost their last three, right? The Warriors obviously just lost to Memphis. So, I don't know. These teams, like the NBA season is a marathon. You know, it's going to have ebbs. It's going to have flows, ups and downs. But it just feels like... You know, the Jazz are in this odd position because of how many guys are in protocol. And because when Rudy's not on the floor, there's a lot of exposure to how weak the perimeter defense That's is. That's right. And, it, and it, ha it brings, you know, there's this middle ground we have to find. Like, I feel like after the Pistons lost, the way they lost that game, there was a lot of, hey, this team is Rudy and everybody else. The defense sucks. Don wasn't good enough. Like, 
I feel like the fan base was very negative. And it is warranted. A lot of that stuff is warranted. But then, you know, what are we going to say next week when they, you know, tear off five in a row? You know, and that's the tough part about this team. They're going to bounce back. You know they are. But that bounce back when you get into the postseason just isn't enough. And that's the problem. Do you trust the Utah Jazz? No. Right now I don't. And I just go back to what we talked about yesterday on the show as far as Rudy and, hey, it's cool that Rudy's your MVP. And if, in fact, that it, it is the case that Rudy's your most valuable player on this team, right now the way they're built, I think it's hard to argue that. Mm-hmm. But if that is indeed the, the situation, you're not a title contender. Because, again, I don't think Rudy Gobert can be the, the best player on your team or the most important player, the MVP of your team, mm-hmm. and you win a championship. Because he's just not dynamic. He is not a guy that... You know, outside of his defense, and and really, let's be honest, outside of rim and paint protection, Rudy Gobert is a very limited contributor. And, you know, you, you look at the high pick and roll, that that's not going to work in the postseason. We've proven that. We've seen that. This is not one of the elite teams. And, again, if I look up and down the standings right now, just in the West, I think you have three teams that are better uh, than the Utah Jazz in the East. I'm certainly taking the Chicago Bulls the way they're playing right now. Um, DeMar DeRozan's playing out of his mind. Yeah. I, you want to talk about MVPs? I mean, DeMar DeRozan is now finally getting MVP consideration. Yeah. Right? So, I think they're playing very well. Um, I look at the way that the Miami Heat are playing, whether Jimmy's on the floor or not. Mm-hmm. That's a very difficult team to, to, to account for. Are they better than the Utah Jazz? Mm. I'm not ready to say they're Probably better. Not. I think they're even. Probably, right? Even or a touch below. But who who's the elephant in the room in the East? Well, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Are the Milwaukee Bucks better than the Utah Jazz? Yeah. I would think so at this point. I mean, the way that Giannis is shooting the ball, it's no longer, hey, he's he's hot. Giannis Antetokounmpo has turned himself into a pretty good shooter. Yeah. Um, they're a force to be reckoned with. So that's five right there. And, oh, by the way, don't forget about the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know what the, the Nets are. <clears throat> with Harden out with this knee injury now, um, Kyrie complaining about Nasir Little trying to break his ankle. Like, I don't know what the Brooklyn Nets are. And honestly, if that game's in Salt Lake City, I don't know that the Brooklyn Nets come in here and win. Yeah, well, I think the thing for the Nets in that situation is the problem is that they're not a great defensive team, and the Jazz are the number one offensive team in the league at 115 points a game. So that's not a recipe for success if you're the Nets. So. Yeah. But I think that you know, on the other side of that, the talent, and this is this is the game the Nets play, and this is what you know the bet that they made essentially, which is we're not going to be an elite defensive team, but we're going to put up 130 points a night on you, you know, and and when they're at full strength, they do that. So I I think that'd be a fascinating series. I'd have to lean to the the Jazz in that. I mean, I'd have to know who's healthy. Yeah. I mean, if Kyrie Kyrie would play in that game, obviously. Mm-hmm. I probably it's pretty even. I'd probably lean to the Jazz. Yeah. But anyway, all all of that to say, I I don't think the Jazz are top five. There are they top ten certainly, um, but I look at the way. <coughs> excuse me. Why am I getting COVID? Bro, are you okay? It, it drives me crazy. This little cough drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, not. Dude. It's, it's not some major thing. It's just this little cough that hanging sneaks out. up on you. It's hanging around. Um, but if you look at the Philadelphia 76ers right now, that, that's why I say this Cavalier game tonight's not a must win. This is a game you need to win, though. Yeah. The, it, the, you're, you're playing against a team 
that is elite defensively in the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are very good defensively. Mm-hmm. I think they give up around 102 point something points a game. Yeah. You score 115. Well, and there are only five wins behind you. They're, it's not like they're a 10-win team. They're, they got 23 wins. But how do they generally, if you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, and this is why this game will be interesting tonight. This is a game that, in my mind, the Jazz should win by double digits. Yeah. This should be a 10-point win. Yeah. Only it's not a 10-point win. The, because of the way the Jazz play, the way that they're built, and now with Rudy you know, you know, know, in and out of the lineup, yep. you see what they're not defensively without Rudy Gobert. And I look at guys like Garland, Mo, what Evan Mobley is giving them. Yeah. Well, and he's he's the classic issue for the Jazz, right? I mean, Evan Mobley is, what is he, 6'9", or something like that. He's got tremendous length for his position, um, and he can do things, and he can cause Six, issues. Uh, excuse me, 6'11", 215 pounds. 6'11". I mean, that's incredible length out of a 3'4 hybrid player. He's not a 5, but he's a 3'4 hybrid He's a 3'4 because he's not a big physical player, but yeah. he's in the right place at the right time. So, But you, if, if you look at Markinen, um Mobley and Garland, mm-hmm. those three will give the Jazz trouble. And then I don't know what you get from Jared Allen in this game. Uh, because the other question is, where are we at on Hassan Whiteside now? Now that he's – and you're seeing why he came at the price that he came at to the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Because I think now that you're you're looking at him being bumped up to your number one, yeah. to your rim protector, yeah. you're seeing why he isn't a number one center in the NBA. Because mentally he fatigues very quickly – and he can be had physically. He's, he goes off in the first half the other night, and then you really don't see him the rest of the game. And in the fourth quarter, he got beat routinely at the rack. Yeah. And I think that's why you're seeing that he was so readily available to the Jazz. Yes. You know, so you would think that Hassan can hold his own with, with Allen, right? But Jared Allen's a guy that, you know, it, he he's putting up, you know, the other night, what did he have, 18 and 17? Yeah, Jared Allen's a guy that's that's tough. I mean, he's he's – He's not looking to get into a fight with you, but he's a gritty player. You know, he's not going to be pushed around. And I, and I think that, you know, Jared Allen is somebody who is a great rim protector. You know, he's yeah. right up there. And, and I'm not saying, you know, in terms of defensive player of the year or like total package as a player, but just straight up jumping rim protector guy. He's right up there with the best of them in the league. Um, so that will be really interesting to see. But but I think if you're the Jazz, you know, this is this is not a must win game by like you know your seasons you know measure but I think for you as a team and and where the locker room is at mentally and where like where what you're trying to do this is a game you really need well, to win and you're you're at home you're yeah, back I mean, home you need, you need after the piston thing you need something to feel good about and this is would you agree this is one of the worst road trips that they've had yeah. with Quinn Snyder? well and here's the thing I, I think the other thing that no one's talking about is this team like this team is allowed to struggle at some point, you know, and that and and this is the thing that that I think needs to be said. We have to be careful with, hey, you know, burn the whole thing to the ground because they lost to the Pistons. But the way you lost to the Pistons raises some pretty serious questions. So, like, I just think that this team needs something to feel good about right now. They need, you know, even if you beat this team by twenty five, great. Now, you know, we're back to what we were doing, you know. Like, it'd be that's nice, what this game's about. It would be nice to beat the Cavs by 25 and have Donovan score 50. Yeah, you know, it would you be know. nice to have Donovan on SportsCenter after posterizing yeah. Jared Allen, you know? Yeah, but and that's one. it's interesting you bring that up because I meant to talk about this yesterday. A lot of people are wondering how explosive Donovan is right now. Can he dunk on dudes? Can he go to the rack and throw it down on a guy? I don't, he, I don't know the answer to that question. 
I think I think to dunk on a guy, he can do that. But I think he's not high flying the same way a John Moran is, or you know any other high flyer you want to look at. I yeah. think I think Donovan used to be a little bit earlier in his career, but I think he's changed as as all great players do. You know, I think his game is maturing, and I think you know when when you go through that process, you understand that the mid range is much more valuable to you than dunking on. Well, a guy. and dunking on dudes generally shortens your career. I mean, yeah. you, you, you are going to wind up getting injured there, yeah. but it's just, it was just an interesting conversation on Twitter the other night of whether or not, cause Donovan, he had a couple of dunks the other night, but they were like, let me get my fingertips just over, the rim. over yeah, the rim. Right. Like, <laughs> so there were some people talking about that, but listen, I I am still firmly in the in Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. I'm a I am on that train. This is one of the other conversations yeah. that's come out of the last week. Mm-hmm. Is Donovan Mitchell really a superstar? I'm gonna say yes, but I need this this next three months, yeah. I think is critical to his career. I think the next three months for Donovan Mitchell. He has got to be healthy, and he has got to have a playoff run. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I think it's a really critical moment in time because if I look across the west of the rest, Western Conference, um, I think you know the Lakers, the Clippers. I think the Suns are going to make a big trade. Um, I have that. I, I just don't think they're going to stand pat. Mm-hmm. I think they're really thirsty to get back to the finals. Um, I think the Nets are going to make a trade. I, I think this is going to be one crazy MFing trade deadline Yeah. Um, that's coming up here. I think in the next week you're going to start seeing trades because what is today? Today's January 12th. Yeah. You're a month away from the trade deadline. Yeah. You're going to start coming. seeing these li- – because you've seen little trades. You've yeah. seen the, the Oni trade for a roster spot, and you're seeing that the Jazz – I would not be surprised. House is not going to get a second 10-day. No. Right? I mean – I think you're going to see the Jazz and many other teams make significant trades. Like, And when I think about the Chicago Bulls, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday in Chicago talking about they're out looking for a big. Because yeah. they know Nikola Vucevic is not that dude. He's not that guy, right? So when you hear about all of these teams and you see the highlight video of Russ shooting air balls on, on – you know, bank shots Yep. and how bad he's been. LeBron supposedly is losing his shit behind the scenes. Like, hey, I'm not getting any younger. We're supposed to be winning a championship. Like, I think this trade deadline is going to be crazy. Yeah. And the Jazz need to be part of that. All right, yeah. let's get your conversation. Uh, let's get you into the conversation here. eBay, the sofa surfer says, wow, got in at the start. What's up, eBay? What's up, dude? James Knight says, morning, guys. Let's, let's get the Jazz hysteria hour going. Bro, why, why are you why why yeah, you why, say why stuff you like that? Dude? Like, wh- why you be hating? Like why 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 say something like know. that, dude? I don't think we've been hysterical. Brylark says morning boys. Brylark, where you been, dude? Edgar Garcia says what's up, players? Edgar, good to see you. Uh, eBay says Jazz will close the road strip tr- road trip strong Hello. versus Cavs and Pacers. Well, they already did. Am I wrong that they're they're at they're at home, right? Thought they were, but this is not in Cleveland. I thought that was this is a home game. Why are you playing with my mind like that? Uh, let's see. It's Pacers and Celtics. The Jazz are home. Yeah, that's a home game. 7 o'clock Mountain Time tonight. Yeah. Why are you playing with me like that? Making me think I'm crazy. Uh, Greg Hawkins, what's up? He says, just finished my stream, hopping right over to the Monty Show. Hell yeah. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. What's up with you, man? We got to know about your stream. I'd have watched. I didn't know you were streaming. 
Um, hit me on the DMs on uh, Insta. Uh, yeah, slide Hawkins. into his DMs. Stop. He's a model and a TV star. You show Y'all some respect. Me? Hey. He's a big-time dude. People think I was joking. Somebody DM me yesterday. Um, Larry DM me yesterday asking me if Greg Hawkins was really a TV guy. Yes. Yeah, he's for real. And he's like a model. Follow him on Instagram. I'm for real. Um, let's see. James Knight says, how about the uh, flog booker crying about a mascot? Wow. Like, you can. Are you referring to my guy as a flog? What does that even mean? I have no idea. I don't know. Tanner Plummer says, guys, guys, guys. Greg Hawkins, what's your stream? Tanner wants to know. Damar is the MVP and then Embiid. Joel Embiid is – and I, I I pause because Joel Embiid is added to his game. Yeah. he's a, You need a major bag alert on this. He's yeah, added – he's, um... he's put some more tricks into his into his bag. Yeah, man. Yeah. Joel he's Embiid. Getting better. <laughs> that little step back to his left is buckets. Yeah, it's deadly. It is buckets now. And and he's always had that little, hey, I'm a huge dude that can cross over. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Little handle. But now it's a crossover into a step back mm-hmm. that's legit Yeah, he can knockdown. make it. He can make it. That's, a, that's a knockdown for him, for yeah. sure. Uh, Kelsey Hamer, good morning to you. We, can we admit Shaq was right about Rudy Gobert in his contract? Uh, Kelsey says we disrespected Shaq's opinion because his take was real. Rudy has no place making that money. Would Rudy make that one on the Lakers? No, and the record is trash. I, we man that we've had that conversation. We've gone down that end. rabbit yeah. hole a million times. But Kelsey, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Rudy, you deserve what somebody's willing to pay you. Mm-hmm. You are worth what somebody's willing to pay you. Dennis Lindsay was willing to pay you on average forty million bucks a year. So that's what Rudy's value is. Unfortunately, you're paying the luxury tax and you're strapped with that contract probably for another season at least if you wanted to get out of it. And there's no indication the Jazz want to trade Rudy. Yeah. If you told me right now that Danny Ainge was like, yeah, I can make that trade, should I? He would. Yes. He would. That's every day. Yeah, he. I, I'm seriously. Uh, eBay says Bucks are better. Giannis is just not fair for an opponent. He really is. You're exactly right, eBay. He's unguardable. Yeah. Unguardable. Honestly, I feel like the Jazz need an overhaul, Edgar says, uh, with the exception of Donovan Mitchell. At least at that point, you know there is a plan they are working toward. Yeah. Well, listen, I think Danny Ainge has been on the job for 38 seconds. I mean, we got to give the guy a minute to, you know, to really. And frankly, he's been on the job this season. He has been involved tracking the team this year. He's just officially gotten the title now. That's why I'm saying I think they're going to be – and I want to be careful about it. I People around the NBA believe that the Jazz are going to burn it to the ground. People around the NBA believe that they're going to overhaul this roster, that there's either going to be a major deal at the deadline or they are going to, to really fire sale in the summer. You have a deal. And I think, yeah, I think that <clears throat> you're going to be Rudy and, and Donovan for the foreseeable future. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just where you are. I mean, I don't know what, what other path you would take, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know what else you do because you're not, you're in that terrible no man's land of, of professional sports. Yep. You're not good enough to win a championship, but you're good enough to be mid table. Yep. That's a terrible place to be. And what that tells you is my old axiom of, you know, Dennis Lindsay had no idea who he was and where they were. 
He had no idea. And I think Danny Ainge has a very clear grasp on who the Utah Jazz are and where they sit. Yeah. And that's why I think you're going to see he's going to tear this thing down because – and to be gentle, I think Ryan Smith didn't become a billionaire by being an idiot. Yeah. Rich guys don't stay rich by being stupid. He's not going to keep paying the luxury tax to the tune that he is now. I don't think he has any problem paying the tax. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But why would you if you don't have to? Yeah, you wouldn't. And why you would wouldn't. you if it's not bringing you championships? Agreed. So hundred yeah, percent. You know, I I, I don't know. Uh, what would be funny after all the dust settles in the trade deadline? Jazz get Westbrook, Ben Simmons, and Dennis Schroeder. That would be a nightmare. Yeah. I want nothing to do with this Schroeder Richardson deal that's being talked about with Boston. Um, I don't know how real that is. You know, people, NBA people that I talk to say Boston only signed Dennis Schroeder to trade him. Mm -hmm. That's probably true. But what do the Jazz want with Dennis Schroeder? Yeah, I think. Uh, Beyond yeah. an expiring contract. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess that's a nice little pickup. But I don't think that, that Schroeder and, you know, going and doing that deal really accomplishes, you know, what you're what you're looking for. So I, I, I don't know. I, I tend to agree. I don't think I would want any part of that. I don't really want any part of the Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris sweepstakes. I, I that just doesn't seem. I, yeah, I, you know. I crunched a lot of numbers on Ben Simmons yesterday. There's no way the jazz can afford him. And again, I don't think it's not even that he can't shoot. And I know we went into this in depth yesterday, but it's not even that Ben Simmons can't shoot. Yeah. He is mentally weak. He is broken offensively. I, I don't want to be the guy to prove that he can be reclamated. I don't, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Let him go somewhere else and be a project. You know, like the, 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 the guard that had the weird shooting motion. For Markel Phil Fultz. Yes, Markel Fultz. I have no idea where he is. He's in Orlando. I, if you say so. He is. You know what I mean? Like he but, tore his ACL on a jump cut early in the year, and he's recovering. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's 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 you don't come back from that. Yeah. I I just I can't see him. I don't know. Yeah. I can't see him being. I can't see Ben Simmons being a productive offensive player in this league, other than attacking Rudy Gobert's chest, which he was very good at when he was actually you know playing. Yeah, and actually knew how to dunk a basketball. Yeah, come on. I I, I don't know. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, yes, I'm really on television over 50 episodes so far. You go, Greg. Good for you, man. Um, and, and you're actually, I'm not even being odd about this. He's actually, you're a really good model too. Like, if you, you should follow, you should follow Hawkins on, on Insta. Because I'm telling you, the guy, and let me, let me get his, the uh, real Greg Hawkins on Instagram. After you follow the Monty show, M-O-N-T-Y, yeah. the Monty mm -hmm. show, yeah. uh, you should follow the real Greg Hawkins. He's a good follow. It's fun to get Greg. Good on you, man. Live that life, dude. Eric DeVera says, what would, uh, no, I read that one already. Excuse me. James Knight says, I think the Jazz need to blow the roster up. Start by trading that hack Ingles. Guy, have you been drinking all right? <laughs> well, he's in Australia, so it's probably, he, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Kelsey Hamer says, Monty, do you trade players for garbage picks? to relieve salary and tank or no what i what i would do here is i would there's no reason for the jazz to tank when you have donovan mitchell as your centerpiece there's no reason to tank what i would do is i i would protect nobody including rudy outside of donovan mitchell i wouldn't trade donovan he's a generational talent and his, his jump shot is 
is here. becoming elite. He is becoming an elite three-point shooter. He's growing. You see he's working. Outside of that, there's two things this team has to do. You've got to stop overpaying people on emotion, right? And, and I love my guy, Inky Johnson, and he, he is one of the most – he's a motivational speaker. One of the things that he always says is, can you be, can you be committed to a process without being emotional about the, the outcome, the result? Can you be committed to rebuilding this Jazz roster, the process of rebuilding the roster, without being emotional about the players that you're going to trade? Can you not be upset when the Jazz trade Bogey, Ingles, Royce, Royce, Jordan Clarkson? Can you can you say, okay, I'm committed to this process because this is what we need, and I'm not going to get upset. I'm going to tip my cap to Jordan Clarkson mm -hmm. or Joe Ingles for great service, being a great teammate, being a great Jazz man, but we need to make this trade to make this team better. Pack your shit. Let's go. Can you be unemotional about the result? The, the 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 result. Commit to the process to understand that this is how you'll win three championships in five years. Because mm -hmm. if you burn this roster down and you keep, even if you wind up keeping Rudy Gobert and and Donovan Mitchell together, can you can you be fine with that? I'm telling you, I don't I don't see any way that this team wins a championship with Rudy Gobert's contract on the roster. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think that he's a hell of a defensive player, but he is so limited on everything else outside of that. Yep. And I look at other bigs around the league that are versatile. Um, if Rudy Gobert was his defender, but he had Kevin Love's skill set. Um, well, he'd be an MVP. Yeah. That's why he's not an MVP. Yeah. If, if, if Joel Embiid was on this team, now you're having a different conversation. Yep. But he's not, so you're not. You know, like I, I just – I'm at this point where – I am as sure as I have ever been that this is not a championship caliber team. Yeah. They weren't last year. They're not this year. They're the exact same team they were, and they've been. And now Danny Ainge is here, and I expect the Jazz to do things differently. Yeah, agreed. I really do. A couple other uh, comments in here. Do you guys listen to Locked on Jazz? I do not. Nope. I do not. Uh, Robbie Farr says, best, team in, best teams in order. Suns, Warriors, Nets, Bucks, Jazz, Bulls. I don't – you put the Bulls behind the Jazz. So you think the Utah Jazz are better than the Chicago Bulls? It's tough. It's really tough. When they were head-to-head, -head, they weren't better. And I think that the Bulls do exactly what the Jazz cannot do. The Jazz cannot de defend athletic wings, and all the Bulls have are athletic wings. Yeah. The Bulls' single biggest weakness is they are not tough in the middle. They don't have a big. Derek Jones Jr. is their best big. <laughs> and he's not really a big. He's a power forward um, who's a pretty good defender. Vucevic is soft and can easily – Rudy's a better center than Nikola Vucevic is. All day. So, I mean, uh, to me, I just think the Bulls are a better better fit in that matchup than the Jazz are. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. The Jazz are still really a good team despite the slide perimeter defense is a problem, though. Correction, I put Memphis over Chicago. So then I Mem think Memphis is top three in the league right now. I mean, I have no problem with Suns and Warriors are interchangeable at the top. Yeah. I put Suns, Warriors, uh, Memphis, Milwaukee. Actually, Suns, Warriors, Milwaukee, Memphis, Brooklyn. Jazz. Chicago. Okay, so then the Jazz, the Jazz are the seventh best team. Yeah. 
in my opinion. Uh, it's 105 a.m. on a warm, balmy night. Why would I drink several 4Xs? LOL. I hey, have no idea. Boy. Uh, Cam Harrison says, good morning, boys. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Mm-hmm. Jake. Yeah. He asked for it. Shout to Mo Bamba. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Kelsey Hamer says, thank you for your service, Monty. We appreciate your jazz guidance. <laughs> yeah. They Thanks. don't. You know. Hey, man. Like, you know, you know not everybody's willing to do it. So yeah. So we got to do it. We have been nails on the jazz. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Is Kelsey new to the show? Kelsey, yeah. Are you new to the show? I, I don't remember. I think not first time. But newer time, what, what, what's going on with the watch there? Well, so the burrito showed up like 20 minutes ago, and I texted Mrs. Monty 20 minutes ago, and she just now read my text. So oh, she put okay. them in the oven to keep them warm. Oh, okay. I yeah, like to rewarm Jake, them. Jake, Jake bought us Beto's uh, breakfast burritos. I'm for real. You're yeah. a stud. Yeah, I know. You're I know. a stud. I know. Yeah. Their Pico Salsa burrito is undefeated. Yep. I just hope everybody knows that. Thanks. Um... Robbie says, I like Chicago, but I think this is the year for one of them being really. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. How good is that Mo Bamba drop? Really good. Shout to Mo Bamba. Really good. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I, when I, I don't think the Bulls are championship quality. I don't even think they're the best team in the East. I mean, their record is, but what has that ever meant? I just think that they match up <laughs> exceptionally well with the Jazz. They have answers late in the game that, that gets them wins that other teams cannot get. Yeah, and DeMar DeRozan is probably the best mid-range player in the NBA right now. Yeah. I mean, hit the fadeaway he hit last night, I don't know how you do that. Spin move, baseline, pure, like everything. I don't know how you do that. It's beautiful to watch, man. If the Jazz had that kind of mid-range player... You'd be winning. That's what I'm saying. What do we keep saying? If the Jazz had this, if the Jazz had that, blow the damn thing up. Like, just be done with it. That's what Bogey's missing, frankly. Yeah. If Boyan Bogdanovich had a mid range, he's he he is much more spot up than than one on one guy. Has Mike Conley hit the wall? I mean, have I we? Guess. Is is are we? This was another Twitter debate yesterday. Is Mike Conley now firmly on the decline? And I think offensively, Mike Conley has had a career year. I think he he's never, in my opinion, I don't recall him ever shooting the ball this well. But I do see that he there are times where he just can't move well. Yeah. And I don't know if that's old age. Um, I, I mean, the guy's shooting 42.4% from three. Um, Pretty good. He's shooting 46% from the floor. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, his three point attempts are down. He's taken I mean, he's less a, than he's six. Okay. A game. Like, I mean, I don't I mean, what do we expect from this guy? What is he? A, you know, 50 years old at this point. How old is he? What's his age? 30. What is Mike? 35, I'm, 34. Uh, Mike Conley. Doesn't that tell me is it, you know, dadgummit. Michael J. Conley is 34 years old. He's 34. I mean, it's actually I mean, you know, Alex like he's Conley. in he's in his mid 30s now. I, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, what do we expect from this guy? Again, you know, everyone was like, oh, well, we got to re-sign Mike Conley so we can run it back. Because if we were healthy, we would have beat the Clippers. And it's like, no, you you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. I know. I I'm I. <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's a vet. I think you trust in him. You look around this roster. And you've got a bunch of dudes who are good enough to be on a playoff team but are not good enough to win a championship. And, and that's the really tough part. But then that's why I go back and I ask, is, has Rudy Gay been what you needed him to be? 
I guess I not. I don't know. I can't definitively say yes, but I don't know what you needed him to be because he was never going to be a defensive stopper like everybody said. But oh, that, like, no, no, no. But let's like, be honest, though. That's why he he was brought here to be your small ball center. Yeah. And he yeah. has not been able to do that. And Hassan has not been able to play with those two together have not been good. Yeah, it hasn't been what you thought it would be. That's true. You know, so I, yeah. it, and it's a really sh- small sample size, obviously, with the injuries. Rudy hasn't played as much as you would like. But I don't I, I worry Mike Conley. I think Mike Conley's an incredibly important guy on this team just based on salary alone. Yeah. Um, I think you need Mike Conley. You need to make sure he gets his minutes off. You need to make sure that. Yeah. I mean, I haven't not, really been seeing the, hey, we're going to sit him back to back and everything. That was a thing in the early season, but not now. I think he's only he's playing one minute less a game this year than he was last year. But it's what Kevin Durant said. Yeah. Okay. If cool, I'm not worried about my my minute load. Let me die on the floor. Great. Like <laughs> Kevin Durant was asked if he's playing too many minutes. He's like, oh no, let me die on the like. I, it's amazing. You know, like I just think I mean, if you're not going to die on the basketball floor, what like what else are you doing? I mean, that's your whole purpose as a human. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think Mike Conley's probably against the wall. Yeah. I think you are going to see decline coming. Be honest, uh, guys, have the Bucks? did you have the Bucks winning it this time last year? Well, I think we it, I think we had them winning the East or, or competing for the top of the East, but. It's impossible to say who's yeah. actually going to win the championship. I mean, you just, you, it, the seeding matters and, you know, how, like, your matchups and there's so many variables. But no, I mean, I don't think I don't think everybody was like, oh, well, the Bucks are the clear cut favorite, you know. Yep. Chris Carn says I heard Beethoven and just woke up. I'm listening today, but half asleep, up all night with a sick ten year old. Oh. Here we go, Chris. I'm sorry to hear that. My one of the guys I work with has two um, two young children. I think two and like seven. Mm-hmm. They both have COVID. <laughs> they are they are both home all day. And I have no idea how you do it as a parent. The coronavirus. I mean, you know, this kid over here is my only one. And I, there's a lot of times where I'm thankful for that. Yeah, well. Because I couldn't do it. Like the, the challenge of being a parent right now, even if you work from home, having your kid at home or, you know, like not having, not having your kids be able to go to daycare or school because they have COVID. Mm-hmm. And so many youngsters have COVID right now with this Omicron I try to thing. stay calm and not curse. I'm telling you, being a parent is a calling. It is a, it is a full-time job on itself. And I have so much respect for the, the battle that parents are facing right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. my God. That's true. You have half the world that wants their kids in school and the other half that doesn't. I, it's, it's amazing. You know what? It, it is amazing. Um, let's see. Devera says uh, Bulls won't make any big trades this season. They will wait next season, depending on how they fare in the playoffs. And that's a that's a realistic tack to take. Um, you know, but you know, I think the Bulls are keenly aware that they have a big man problem. Yeah, like they just can't protect the rim. Yeah, and you're getting if you think about their three best players and. Mm-hmm. Jake knows I obsess over the Bulls. I watch mm-hmm. pretty much every minute of every game. Um, if you look at what DeMar, Zach Levine, and Lonzo Ball are giving them, mm-hmm. they're getting elite shooting performances out of those guys. Lonzo Ball is giving them big, big performances. 
But after that, you're just a, a bunch of also-rans. Their defense has taken a big hit. Um, you know, obviously, and I don't want to say the name because Jeremy Bolton may be listening. <clears throat> but Alec, they miss Buddy. Alex Caruso. Um, I think they – I mean, they have a, they have really obviously, you know, been hit hard by the COVID um, protocols. But we have not seen the best out of this team yet. Yeah. And I think once they get all their guys back from COVID and – I think there's a real good chance that they try to make a move. I mean, Vucevic just has been so, so mediocre. Yeah, for inconsistent. And, and this has really been a problem probably for, I mean, four years. You, I mean, you haven't had a legit big in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I can't even think back to. Joakim Noah was the last you know, definitive big you had. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I would I would think so. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Yeah. Everyone that has left the Lakers has really performed well in the past three years. Well, look at Kyle Kuzma. But, and this is another interesting thing about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. If you look at Kuzma, Ingram, Lonzo Ball, those guys needed to get away from the Lakers to prosper and grow. Yeah. I look at the way that, Brandon Ingram hit that shot last night to win the game for New Orleans. That's Clutch. who he's been. Yeah. The guy that you're looking at right now, if you said, hey, who got away is Julius Randle. Julius Randle is a stud. And he's a guy that is in demand. That's the guy that if, I, if I'm Rob Polinka or if I'm Jeannie Buss and I'm looking back on, hey, how did we get here? You wish you had hung on to Julius Randle. I think Lonzo had to go to grow. I think Kyle Kuzma was never going to emerge from the Lakers because he's not a guy that was ever going to be the third. And if you look at Kuz's game, mm-hmm. I mean, Kyle Kuzma is a guy that loves to shoot the three, but now he has the freedom to do what he wants. Yeah. Like on the Lakers, if you're not Anthony Davis or LeBron James, you have to really play conservative and you have to be willing to stand in the corner and hit the three. Gotta and, know your role. And, yeah, exactly. You got to know, know your, your role. role. And Kuz was never a guy – in L.A. that was going to stand in the corner and consistently shoot a three. Yeah, Kuz wants to be the guy. Yeah, and, he, and he, exactly. He needs <clears throat> to feel like he's one of the most important players. Yeah. And in Washington, he is. Yeah, and he's I putting mean, up numbers. He is. He's, he is on an incredible run. An incredible run. Yeah. But if you if you look at the Lakers, I mean, they've the reason they've been able to make those trades, they drafted really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, Brandon Ingram is never going to be a superstar just because of his demeanor. It's a really low-key, laid-back dude. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have him on the Jazz. I mean, God, if, can you imagine That's the his kind of skill scoring set you need. Yeah. and his game on the Jazz with Brandon Ingram? I mean, even Josh Hart's an interesting guy. Like, he is – they drafted really well, but they turned that into a bubble championship, by the way. Yes. Um, but you let guys like Cantavius Caldwell-Pope go. Cantavius shot them into the playoffs and yeah. really helped them get through that championship run. Um, you know, like – that's what this jazz team lacks. They need that that growth. I'm telling they you right now. Stark. I'm telling you right now. The Lakers are going to be a different team. By the time we get to LA, we're going to LA for the last two weeks of February. Mm-hmm. By the time we get to LA, that roster is going to look completely different. Well, hope I so. Mean, hope so. I, I, the street clothes Davis. Yeah, I don't see any way around that. I mean, they they're just not good yeah, enough. Yeah, it's good to see Anthony Davis in a knee brace. That's nice. It's really nice. Really Guys good. always hurt. He's I I don't know what happens when LeBron retires. Uh, they have to start over because I think you have this year and next year that you can really count on him to be a focal point of your offense, LeBron. But after that, I mean, it's a crapshoot. The guy has defied 
father time. He's 57 years old. Yeah. And he's still playing really well. But Anthony Davis ain't that guy. I, he's not the guy I want to build my franchise around. Yeah, he's hurt too much. He's not. I mean, he is. All right. Yeah. By the way, did you see that Zion Williamson had a, a DM live video leak? I didn't. What did he do? He's DMing chicks, like getting into their what? DMs on video. It's awkward. It's Ian Williamson is one of the biggest busts in the history of the NBA, yep. and nobody wants to talk about it. Nope. Nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to admit it. And they should just say, Monty, you were right again. Mm -hmm. Zion Williamson's a bust. So get uh, your facts straight. He's He is an absolute positive bust. They want to – They. <laughs> I don't know that I can still say that they want to build their franchise around him. New Orleans wanted to build their franchise around him. Yeah. you should. And the truth is you should have drafted John Morant. Yeah. I, I don't – uh, how are we not getting an Anthony Street Close Davis drop, Brylark wants I to know. just played you it, just dude. played it. What do you mean, man? I just played it. DeVera says I'd, Street Close Davis. Yeah, DeVera says, I'd rather have Caruso than Kuzma now. Ooh. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's a far more dynamic player. But he doesn't fit in on teams better than uh, Caruso does. Well, and Alex Caruso is just that glue guy. He's Joe Ingles. Yeah. I mean, he is that guy that's going to hit a big three. And he is an elite defender. Like, he is in your head, bro. He is an elite defender. Like Joe was in Paul George's head? Stop it. Stop it. Funny how they said Zion was supposed to be the next Jordan. It's ridiculous. Yeah. James Knight says, I think Pascal has shown he could get more minutes. Pascal and Elijah Hughes. I think this run for the Jazz has been not good for Quinn Snyder. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly... A bad look. It certainly has not helped his, his status. Um... Yeah, anyway. All right. Should we talk real quickly? Wow, we're 46 minutes into yeah, the show. Yeah, dog. Um, I love talking. I could talk NBA all day. I absolutely love it. Um, NFL coaching vacancies. Mm -hmm. Real quick. By the way, hit our uh, affiliate links below. Make sure you uh, hook us up. By the way, I and I know we said we weren't going to mention it, but we have big stuff coming. I am super. I'm not going to say what it is, but we have big, big stuff coming. We're coming show. through. We're coming through. Big stuff coming. We're coming through. Um, what is the if, – if you could have any job in the NFL that's open. So, let mm. me refresh your memories. Yeah. The Chicago Bears. The Bears. Bears, Raiders, Broncos. The Raiders. Jags, Dolphins. I still can't believe they fired Flores. Vikings. New York Giants. And probably the Seattle Seahawks. Well, the Seahawks would be the best – opportunity to win but i think legacy wise i think the person who takes the bears and the giants back to the postseason consistently you're a legend dude you're an absolute legend is the jacksonville jaguar job remotely 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 better than the chicago bears job? No. no okay so whoever judy batista is judy at nfl.com nfl network here's He's how she yeah she's a bum <laughs> She ranks the Raider job number one. I actually don't disagree with that. I think the the Las Vegas Raider job is better than the Bears job right now. Yeah, but you can't tell me they're firing Buddy, dude. Come on. Oh, it's he will not be back. That job will be open. I mean, he's That's done. That's wild, dude. He's done a nice. Uh, Rich Basica has done a nice job. Uh, Basaccia. I think it's Basaccia. Whatever. Hey, that prick has done Rich, a nice job. Uh, Rich, Rich Basaccia. Yeah. It's Basaccia. In Vegas. He should get an interview. He should get consideration. They shouldn't hire him. They shouldn't hire him. He's not a head coach in the NFL. You should, you should wow. not hire him. I think the Raider job is the best open job. I think, you know, purely from opportunity, I think the Chicago Bear job is if 
Now, here's the, the litmus test. If they hire a general manager before the coach, if you interview for the Bears job and they don't have a GM, I would not take that job. Well, because your relationship, the coach GM relationship, huge. is pivotal. All the best, all the best teams have a head coach that does the team's bidding. It's just that simple. And so, you know, the GM, with all due respect, yeah, sure, you may be higher up the food chain than the head coach, but if in in, in, a, in a winning organization, the head coach is making all the moves and the GM's just facilitating. Yeah. Um, I think the Bears job is number two. Yeah. Um, I think the Dolphin job is number three, even though they fired Brian Flores. Which from, was shocking. But from what the reports are now, Brian Flores and Tua Tunga Vi Vagina. Uh, or excuse me, I think it's pronounced Viloa. I could be wrong. Um, Tua Tunga Viloa and Brian Flores had a huge fight. Like a huge fight so at taking, halftime of a game. So you're dolphining and you're taking Tua's hip over Brian Flores. I'm sorry, did you say dolphining? Yeah, dolphining. You're not good at footballing. Uh, Steven Ross, who the owner is yeah. in Miami. Yeah. Um, I think he's a wild card. But, man, that's a good job. They've shown they can win. They've shown they'll spend money. They've shown they can beat the Patriots consistently. Well, that's the one odd thing. The Patriots can't go to Miami and win, and I don't know why. So I like that job. I think the Viking job, here's the job that I think is fascinating. Is the Minnesota Viking job a good job? Yeah, it can be a good job. The problem is is that you have you have a situation with Cousins where he's, again, it, it's the same thing as the Jazz. You're, you're decent enough to take a team – to a potential postseason berth, but you're not a you're not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's not who you are or have ever been. And so, you know, again, the see, I think if you're a head coaching candidate, the last thing you want to get yourself into is a situation where you're going to be mediocre for four seasons and then you're out. And the you reason know? the Vikings will be mediocre is they have put a lot of money into that defense and it hasn't worked. Yeah. And so you're going to have to rework your cap. But that division's so wide open. I mean, it's wide open, which is another reason I like the Bears job. But you have you have so much money tied up in your defense, but you also have Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, who are two great talent. Like you have names, but you're not good enough. Yeah. It's wild. I think that the Giant and Jag job are the two worst jobs that are open. I think the, the New York Giant job is a death sentence. And it's because their ownership and their management are terrible. I mean, and you're shackled with, with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Um, who are not Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott? Um, you know, you're you, you have almost no cap space. You have, I think, they have just as much or a little less than Minnesota. Yeah. Um, you know, but you're going to have two top ten draft picks, but the ownership there is garbage. Yeah. So I think I would probably go with the Raiders one. I think that Bears job is number two. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins are number three. I think the Vikings are number four, and then any other job is that the Bronco job is a problem because the team's going to be sold. Well, it's going to be sold, and they're just mediocre every year. There's no like but that, that that team, that organization just doesn't have the feel. Before their owner died, and when he was of sound state of mind, I mean, it's been a really difficult seven years. Yeah, they competed every year. Yeah. I mean, Horseface was their quarterback, Terrell Davis. Like, I mean, they had – they have a Super Bowl lineage there. They have history and tradition. Yeah, I know. Now you have to rebuild that. You might want to find a quarterback who can quarterback, but they Dude. have an opportunity to win. You're talking about a guy in fucking Elway 
who literally said, hey, I'm so bad at being a GM, I'm going to fail upwards and become the president of football ops. But even failing upward, he went and got Peyton Manning and they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well. Think about think about the Von Miller. Like they've had, they spend money. They do what's got to be done to get done what you want get, to get, get done. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Let's I'm just not, see I'm who the going, owner is. I'm not taking the Bronco job over. Well, you're not taking the Bronco you know, job over the Giants. Well, it's like, you know, are you taking the Bronco job over the Viking job? You know, are you taking? Yes. The, are you taking the Bronco job over the Jag job? The yes. Jag job. The Bronco you know? job over the Giants job? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. You yeah. wouldn't do that. I I think it's close, dude. I don't think it's I don't think it's definitive. I think it depends on you know the GM setup and and really what they're expecting of you because that's the other thing that never gets talked about I feel like in NFL coaching circles and like or in coaching hiring season is like what are what's ownership telling you the expectation is like you know there was thought yesterday that Joe Judge was not going to be fired that that he got Gettleman retired and he wasn't going to be fired and then all of a sudden they let him they go. let him go but but this is and this goes back to the Belichick question we talked about in the vaunted secretive Highly classified pre-show meeting. Yeah. Motherfucker. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) The Belichick coaching tree is a disaster. Mm -hmm. The only guy that you can point to off his tree that's done anything is Nick Saban. And uh, and that's been at Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide torn ACL. Um, Yeah, that was gnarly. But if you look at at the guys that are coming off of Belichick's coaching tree – I mean, it's not good. Brian yeah, like Flores. Football, like football season, all the things that go with it. Mumbler. Al Gro. Who? Nick Saban. This is Coach Saban. Romeo Cornell, Eric Mangini, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. Those are names. What about Mike Vrabel in, in Tennessee? If he He's wins, done some stuff. He could be the dude. Yeah, he's done some stuff. Right? You know, he, he could be the dude. But now that Brian Flores got whacked, Wet, but he's gonna get another job. Oh right? yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll get hired. Yeah, and, get hired. and yeah. I, I think he is. And, and the guy that suffers because of Brian Flores is Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. I think I think Eric Bieniemy would have gotten jobs and conversations, mm-hmm. but now Brian Flores is gonna be that is gonna is gonna be that guy that people are chasing. Yeah, you know, like I mean, there's a lot of good candidates. Like the Bears are, <coughs> excuse me, the Bears are talking to. Or asked to talk to Doug Peterson, who I think is interviewing today. Yeah. That's a good hire. I mean, that's a Super Bowl coach. He he took a, a hapless Philadelphia franchise to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and he's a good, not a great head coach. I have a feeling they're going to interview Brian Flores. Doug Peterson wouldn't be a bad hire. He would not. No, I, I mean, mean, that's a respectable hire. You need somebody to develop Josh Fields. That's yeah. the only thing in Chicago that matters. So, we'll see. I I, I think there's a lot of interest around that job. Uh, yeah, the Bears I mean, job is a job that people want. And I feel like there's an expectation that the Bears should be good, or at least yeah. better. They have cap space, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, um, Aaron Rodgers is is probably in his last year or two in that in Green Bay. That the, that that division is ripe for a dynasty. You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. I'm telling you, that division's ripe for a dynasty. Well, the, I mean, the, the dynasty... Lions with Jared Goff. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But if you look at the Viking and the Bear job, if they get these hires right, you could win. Again, you could win multiple divisions. You could win five, six, seven, eight straight divisions there. Yeah. And who knows what the Packers do and how they react. Yeah. But, you know, if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, 
You're Aaron fucking Rodgers. Um, their defense is decent, not not elite. They're an but, okay team. He carries yeah. them. They're an okay team. You know, yeah. they're just all right. All right, let me get some comments in here. Yeah. Um, what I hope Rudy leaves Utah. You don't. You don't deserve it. T Titus two twenty seven says. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Brylark wants to know if we're dropping merch yet. Brylark, stop. Stay tuned. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, what do you guys think of Doug Peterson? Hey, we just talked about that. I knew. Guys, 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 guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> When's the slide giveaway? Uh, what do you mean wait, slide? What? What do you, you mean like the, the Berkies? We're not giving the Berkies away. He just wanted to leave those on the table. Mrs. Monty bought me Berkies. When are you going to start wearing them? When it's not. When it's not like 10 degrees out. Yeah. True. Uh, Joseph R. says, hello from Croatia, jazz fans. Hey, good to see you. eBay the sofa surfer is a jerk because he says go Packers. Uh, Brylark says, firing Flores was uh, the most Dolphins thing they could have done. Yeah, they're dolphining, dude. They're, they're dolphining. dolphining. Come on. They're dolphining. Yeah. Uh, Neville 93 I says, what do you think about Steelers game in the Chiefs and the Cardinals and the Rams? We'll preview all that starting Thursday. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's tomorrow. I love it. By the way, did you guys see that Sunday Night Football is the most watched program back-to-back -back years in the history is of Is anybody television? surprised? It's football, dude. It's Sunday night. Well, everybody predicted the death of the NFL. We're, we're all in denial about Monday being here. Yeah. You know, like, come on. Yeah. Uh, Chris Carnes says Bears need the next Ditka. Hey, hey Ditka. Coach. Ditka. Yeah. Bears are the team in Chicagoland area that everyone gets behind. A winning Bears coach is a god in that town. Yes, he True. is. True. Yes, he is. Uh, Kelsey Hamer says, why you fire Brian Flores? Yeah. They're dolphining. Tanner Plummer says, uh, the NFC North is wide open. I hate to say this, but Rogers division until he retires. Man, get out of here. It's true, though. Uh, Giggity says, a decent QB in Denver, and they would have been a playoff team this year. Truth. Absolutely right. Damn right, Tanner. A-Rod owns the North. Get out of here, eBay. 2011, I have the stock certificate. Here's the question, though. That's cool that he owns you the North. I have the stock certificate. <laughs> That's cool that he owns the North, but what are you going to do when they lose again? Again. When, when they don't lose, win a Super Bowl this year, what are you going to do? <laughs> he's, he's good. He's not great. He doesn't win Super Bowls. Giggity says, over a decade, congrats owning the Lions, Bears, and Vikings. Yeah, that's not saying much. Congrats getting torched by Scotty Miller year after year. Yeah, you know. All right, can we talk about the um, – because we, we only have about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Can we talk about the 2024 presidential election? Because I saw an article last night that made a little pee come out. <laughs> the the leading democratic well, i'm serious the leading democratic name for the 2024 presidential election i swear to god say it don't 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 say her name why why is it her hillary clinton is the leading this is a code ten of board. come on democratic <laughs> candidate bruh for the 2024 why dude presidential election why why this is it is so frustrating that we continue to get oh well hillary clinton and the other name of course is mrs obama and as you can see there's not much hope for you left and i just I mean, don't i just don't understand i mean have you not had 10 years to find a new candidate yeah mrs monty yeah i'm with you on this Jake. like what like, the hell dude why why aren't we like i i <clears throat> I get it when it was against <coughs> with this last. <coughs> 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 
Anyway, go ahead. I get it with the last election that, like, we were limited. We had to do something. Why are we dipping back into the Hillary pool? Because. Like, that just doesn't seem smart at all. Why not? But who's the leading Republican? Who's the leading Republican candidate for 2024? Oh, God. You can say it. Probably Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump. Did did anybody see what Donald Trump did on NPR yesterday? Oh, but had a meltdown. Lost his ever-loving mind. Yeah. Um, I love Donald, NPR. And this is, but this is the question about Donald Trump running in 2024, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if Donald Trump runs in 2024, how does he explain January 6th? And, Don't be rude. And how does he explain these false narratives about a stolen election? Okay. Fire and fury. If you can explain away why you ended up at Four Seasons landscaping instead of a Four Seasons hotel for a press conference, you can explain away anything. If you can explain away groping women, raping women, if you can explain away I don't know, think cheating there's, businesses out of being uh, paid. I don't think there's any way to explain away the election lie. And this is it. it, it he goes on his first major interview <coughs> is NPR. Yeah. And he melts down and hangs up on the guy. And it's because, yeah, it's because he was the guy was asking him about what, you know, the 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 great lie of 2020. Yeah. And he didn't want to own that. Yep. And he didn't even get a chance to ask him about January 6th. I don't know any I listen, I think there's a lot of love for Donald Trump in certain circles of this country. I don't know anybody that would vote for him. I, I seriously don't know. It would. I can't believe he'd be able to win I, that I election. Think- I knew anybody who would vote for him the first time. And I'm hoping it doesn't happen again. I can't, I, like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me why we're dipping back into the Hillary pool and the Donald pool. Do we I not have anybody? Yeah, well, and we were, exactly. We were saying that. Jake, to read, Jake's got the list of the, the betting favorites. <laughs> yeah, okay. So Donnie is plus 300. Okay, so, so he is the, the odds on favorite he's at plus favorite. 300. Uh, Sleepy Joe Biden is plus 450. Okay, now. No. Joe Biden has been an incredible disappointment as a president. He has, yeah. Right? Yeah. He continues to say, my wonderful president, Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Which she's plus 700. She He continues to call her the president. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I, it's with terrible, all due respect, like dude. he just is, the, the disaster that is the, the shortage in COVID testing, like he's just it's unacceptable. a disappointment. It, yeah. it, is, it is unacceptable. That, yeah, I, that I there just, is this much happening. I just, yeah, I, I, I the, yeah. Anyway, a okay. couple other names. Yeah, Ron DeSantis plus eight hundred. Ron DeSantis, the disappearing governor of Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's an antibody cocktail. It's exactly right. Yeah. You know. And well, then could you got, see yourself voting for Ron DeSantis? No, I no. could not. No, nope. I could nope. not. I can't see myself voting for anybody on this list, dude. And that's the shame of it. But you'll get a lot of. Uh, a Florida man that mm-hmm. will vote. Yes. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. For for Ron DeSantis. Yeah, <laughs> a Florida man. <laughs> That's exactly right. How dumb do you think Yeah, I am? pretty dumb if yeah, you're a Florida guy. Yeah, pretty dumb. Okay, dude. more names on that list. Yeah, so, all right. So, Ron DeSantis is plus 800. No. Then there's a really steep fall off, okay? Now, the next name, Nikki Haley, plus 2,000. No. no. Uh, good old Pete Buttigieg at plus 2,000. Eh, I think he's got some momentum. I mean. Mike Pence, plus 2,500. Oh, fuck off. No. Elise Stefanik, plus 4,000. Who the hell is that guy? Michelle Obama, plus 4,000. Would you vote for Michelle Obama? 
I think there is. I think I'd there vote is emotion. for her over Hillary. I can tell I you think, that. Yeah. Well, certainly. I think there is emotion. There is romanticism. There is for sure yeah. a belief in the in the Obama name. I think yeah. she could run and do quite well. Yeah. But I don't think she wants to run. I don't think she does either. No. <laughs> but I will say that there has been a lot of talk recently in in Democratic circles that the Obamas feel a duty to remain involved in politics in the country because of the state of the country. Mm-hmm. And I think the black community would rally around Michelle Obama, but I also think Latinos. Mm -hmm. I also think women. Mm -hmm. I think she would have a very difficult time um, in the MAGA communities. I, I, she would really, I think Georgia is becoming a really bloody state. Like Mm -hmm. the battle that's going to go on in Georgia for politics in the election cycle is going to be incredible. And by the way, Stacey Abrams did not show up for Joe Biden's uh, speech on voter rights yesterday. Um, and she's the reason that he won the election, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It is going to it is going to be very, very interesting. All of that to say, it's just frustrating that there's not a new name. There's not fresh blood. Why isn't and, it? And though? I don't get it. Why is it? But it, in it, I think it is largely because your generation and the generation that immediately preceded Gen you, Gen Z, has not invested in the in the political machine no. in this country. Nope. I mean, and I think a lot of it is because. You, there's just no way to do that. Mm-hmm. But for Republicans and conservatives, it's guys like Paul Ryan, the former Speaker of the House, the yeah. the, the, the Wisconsin Republican. Where's he been? That's the guy you need. Um, you know, because everybody, if you look at everybody else, guys like Jim Jordan is incredibly tainted with the Penn State scandal and the Ohio State scandal. Well, and for a while there, you know, you had a guy like Andrew Cuomo who was going to be, who was like the sweetheart and then all that stuff you know, He turned out to be a sexual demon. Yeah, you know, like... You know, I just I think we're at a point now where I don't I truly don't believe that Donald Trump could could win it. I don't know that he could win a nomination, not the uh, president. If I think he's more dangerous, if if Donald Trump runs in 2024 and I don't think he will, frankly, but if he gets past the nomination, if he is nominated to be mm-hmm. the Republican candidate for president in 2024, we're all fucked because yeah. he has a really good shot to win. I don't think that the Republican Party will get behind him being president, their candidate. Because if you're a Republican and you support Donald Trump, I'm telling you, you're, you're going to lose the Senate and the House, even yeah. though, I mean, frankly, they don't have control of the Senate now, even though they have the numbers, they don't. Um, but if they get firm control of the Senate and the House, because, by the way, the other story here that is nobody's talking about is that Nancy Pelosi is being pushed out by the Democrats, mm-hmm. which is, it is far overdue. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where the house goes in the midterms because that's going to really decide who's a hot candidate. If you, if you're somebody that can lead through the, the mess, that's the house in the Senate, you all of a sudden become a much better profile for 2024 and 2028. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. Anyway, anyway, good talk. Yeah. Good talk. So I'm getting COVID tested today. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife doesn't, Mrs. Mati doesn't think I should be. Yeah, I don't think you need to be. But You don't think so? No. You bought tests. Why Why not just do those? Because they they're, they're so far behind, those tests won't be here until February. So, uh, but I ha- I, the reason I'm getting tested is I have this persistent cough that won't go away. Mm-hmm. And you guys are telling me I shouldn't worry about that. But I have a persistent cough that won't go away. And I feel great. I, last night was another really good night of sleep. Although I think I think Nyquil taking Nyquil severe brings me closer to nighttime pee guy. Yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. It does. Not me. 
Man, yeah, yeah. NyQuil makes me sleep like a the rock. Hawks. Well, I'll tell you, it was weird. I had a dream. So you stayed up late to talk to your mom on the phone. Mom? How did that go, by the way? It, you know, it went good. It, you know what, man? Life's weird. Life's just weird. And when Why? your adult parent starts dating <laughs> and then, like, you know, moves in. So the odd thing is, and the odd thing is, Britt's mom went to Maui with us back in November, mm-hmm. which feels like a year ago. Yeah, and we had all kinds of really important life conversations, right? Yeah, I've been immunized. So essentially, your mom has been dating this guy. Exactly. Your mom's <laughs> been dating this guy. Sort of. <laughs> We come back from Maui. She goes on a road trip to Moab and Zion and with dude, with her new boyfriend. Go Hawks. And she never went home. She moved into this dude's house and they're now going to do some ceremony where they're getting not not legally married, well, we'll but they're conscious coupling. Yeah, they're, they're like Gwyneth Paltrow. Conscious coupling. Yeah. So your mom's going to use vagina rocks then. <laughs> but the point is with Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, <laughs> the point is that your mom moved in with this dude and they just decided to get married without legally getting married. Um, and they're going to live together. And, you know, it is what it is. And the weird thing is we had like a family conference call the other day. I think that's HIPAA. And your mom announced that he's going to die soon. <laughs> She didn't say that, but she was like, you know. Oh, she kind of said and, that. And, and when he dies, I'll move back into my house. He's an assassin. And it was like, well, when is that going to be, man? Like, <laughs> you got a, a clock on that? This guy's what, 76 years old or something? I think he's No, I think he's 81. 81? Fuck yeah. me. He is old. He's either eight, 80 or. He's 80 years old? That's it, Skippy. My mom is like going to be. 73. She's going to be 75. This year, year, 75. So he's 81. He's six years older than your mom. Yes. Yeah. And I asked the guy on this conference call with the family. And you question why she said he was going to die. And so I said to them, well, why are you doing it now? And he straight up said, well, we're doing it now because I'm not getting any younger. It's like, oh, God. I mean, which you know, I guess I, mean, I get it. Like, I, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's in, the timeline of it all is interesting, you know? Yeah, I don't know. What Eric the DeBera, comments are saying? It fell quick. Eric DeBera I, says, Monty gets tested for COVID and comes back positive for pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. Could happen. Um, are they commingling their funds? No, they're not. No. No. I like how that's where everybody's mind goes. Well, because you're old and you're rich. Your mom's not poor. Right? No. I mean, it's just the whole thing is awkward. And the, the the one thing I will say is they don't need anybody's permission to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're there. But it is this life cycle. And I don't know how many people here have older parents or whatnot, but it is this inf- interesting lifestyle where your mom, you know, and your dad pound like porn stars. You become a seed that germinates into a human being. She pops you out her vag. You turn into <laughs> oh a child. God. You turn into God a bless. child. You turn into an adolescent. You turn into an adult. You turn into an adolescent and you die a child. That's every day because you it's just this. It's true. It's this full circle of life where as you get older and you're in your late 70s and 80s, you feel like you got to ask permission to take a dump. You, you know. don't do what you do. You drop a nuke. And that's what I said. I, I said to, to Britt's mom, do you do what you got to do? Do what makes you happy? Because tomorrow, 
When you're 81 years old, you could go to bed and never wake up again and nobody would be surprised. Well said. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, if you're going into an awkward conference call, because that's what this was. It was like a Zoom call. <laughs> like there was a text, a group text message. We want to talk to you. You guys are playing freaking bingo over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can generate your own bingo card online and make it more fun to see what's going to come so, up out of this call. So, so I made bingo Brit, cards. Brit's mom drops like this, the awkward text message. Hey, um. Hey, guys. Hey. When, hey guys. No, I can't do the Tanner voice. Oh. Um, yeah. Can we all get on a family text or thing and then do a Zoom call? Because we have an announcement to make. Just take it nice and easy, okay? Just relax. And so immediately Brit and her brother and sister start texting and talking and Brit makes a bingo card. <laughs> And everybody's trying to guess it what her, her mom wants to talk about. And Britt's like, honey, you have to be on this call with me. My mother specifically asked for us and our spouses. Yeah. And now Britt's like, okay, well, let's make a bingo card. So we put like, um, you know, like urinary tract infection. What's wrong with you? Love. <laughs> Commitment, tears, Hawaii, blast, move, blast, Jesus, (laughs) like all this stuff on this card. Yeah. And everybody got bingo like seven different ways. It was amazing. (laughs) My brother was aggressive, though. He started off from the get go. So, so mom, are you, are you thinking about traveling somewhere? Like, you know, maybe are you, are you thinking about going to an island or, you know, he's like trying to get her to say Hawaii like, he was trying to get her to say, like, hula, everything. He's scheming to win at bingo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Casey Finlinson wants to know, when does Monty start teaching high school health class? No guessing on the reproductive cycle with that explanation. If you felt these balls. I would have so much fun with high, high school health oh class. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. All right, today we're talking about Palm Box. Let's get in your seats. I think that's HIPAA. It's time to take attendance because we're talking about anal. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <sighs> Where is a totally right promote now? promote the smoke dope, shrink your rope. Yeah, hey, man, you're going to smoke that weed. Your uh, joint's going to shrink. Okay, you know. we're going to test on this later. <laughs> uh, like, what would do? I don't even know what your homework would be. Your homework is to sign up for OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> and then write a paper that You need includes, to see real-world examples of the human physique. And then write a paper that includes your username and password so I can double-check your work. Whatever. Uh, you know. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so the HIPAA drops are killing it today. <laughs> Think that's HIPAA? Uh, Giggity says I'd go back to school for Monty's sex ed class. <laughs> uh, Just so you can go to Pound Town. Tanner says, LOL, I would totally take a Monty health class. Yes, you would. <laughs> While that Tanner voice is perfect for Rudy Gobert voice or whoever he complains to whenever he complains to the officials. Exactly. Wee oui, wee, oui, wee oui, wee, oui, croissant, no foul. Um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Rudy Gobert is French. Britt doesn't even know who Rudy Gobert is. She hates the NBA. Anyway, play the music because I got to eat my Beto's burrito and make more money. There you go. Bye. So we're going to LA for two weeks. Oh, I thought it was three weeks. Is it three weeks? Bro. Well, don't fucking nod you. Like, Bro. you're the one who brought up three weeks. You wanted to stay a month. We can go to Mammoth. It's a weekend trip to Mammoth from L.A. We could go to Big Bear. Yeah. We're not going to miss any shows in L.A., though. At least we're going to try. We're going to do it out of the garage. Probably. Or in the garage. Probably. All right. There you go. Uh, What happened to the politics talk? Let's talk about it. We were talking about it. Yeah. Tune in. All right. 
Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Mom. Goodbye, Mom.